So let me ask you, do you move well, eat well, and sleep well? Do you feel that modern medicine is looking out for your best interest? Do you know how to take care of your body so you can stay pain-free and in the activities you love? Do you know what options you have? If not, that's a problem, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Trevor Folker, and welcome to the Green Bay Health Project Podcast. The Green Bay Health Project podcast is sponsored by Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, where we help the athletes and active adults move better, perform better, stay pain-free, and in the sports and activities that they love. We do this by focusing on their movements and optimizing their mobility and strength. We believe that your body is your greatest tool, and when you take care of it, you can move better, you feel better, and you thrive. So head to movement-rehab.com, that's mvmt-rehab.com, to learn how we can help you stay active and pain-free. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Trevor with the Green Bay Health Project Podcast, and today we are talking with Alexa Woodward of Guided Light Birthing. Um, she is a doula, and I'm excited to talk with her. Uh, she's been running her business for about a year now, I believe, and I'll let her um, get more into that. So first of all, you know, thanks for taking time out of your day. I know you've got a little one that you... Uh, <laughs> have to schedule around yeah i do but i appreciate this this is fun and she's getting a little break from me which is good too and you from her yeah exactly <laughs> right it's, it's and you're great. sitting out right and you're sitting outside i know people can't see that but it's a, it's a great day to be outside it's, it's warm beautiful. it's warm but it feels good back here it's not too hot right now so that's nice I'll take it for sure mm-hmm. um so you know kick it off why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself um okay. and kind of the journey that now brought you to uh, starting your own doula business? Yeah, so um, I have always been interested in pregnancy and birth, like as long as I can remember, even as a little kid, I feel like TLC would pop on and like um, a baby story would be on and I was (laughs) enthralled by it, which was super strange for a little kid, but I've always just found it to be really, really interesting. but when I was in high school and you're picking your career path, mm-hmm. midwifery was something I was looking into, but it, it was kind of not talked about as much then. And so I kind of put it on the back burner and just moved forward with my life. But I always had this super strong interest in pregnancy, birth, mm-hmm. and all things related to it. When my friends would have their babies, I would just like rush over or call them up and be like, tell me all about it. I want to hear all the details. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is like, oh, I'm I'm good, but I don't really need to talk about that. But I always thought it was super interesting. Uh, But like fast forward a little bit down the line, I became a speech therapist. Uh, So I went to grad school and did that. and worked in my field for a few years. And I just didn't feel like, I mean, I liked doing it. I was good at it, but it wasn't really serving me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really feel like I was serving those I was working with because I just didn't feel it anymore felt like life was taking me somewhere else Mm -hmm. and I'd always kind of known that but I kept sticking with it until I figured out what that was and then um, my husband and I got married in 2018 and we got pregnant right away which was a blessing in itself but my pregnancy completely sparked this interest of that I had in pregnancy and birth and learning all about it so I wanted to know everything. I wanted to dig my hands into anything I could to learn about pregnancy, how to have a healthy baby, how to support myself. 
and how to have the birth that I wanted because I knew there was so much medical talk about birth and I really didn't want my experience to be that way and nothing against it. I mean, I still delivered in a hospital. I just, I really wanted to be empowered and make my own decisions when it came to my birth and my pregnancy. Uh, and even though I knew all of that stuff and I felt really educated, I just didn't think I was prepared for birth and the fear of things that could go wrong mm-hmm. um, okay. and everything kind of popped up on me at the last trimester and it really took over my birth. I think I could have made some better decisions, but I like to describe women in labor as like children that can't think straight, like they can't rationalize their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so I just, and my birth went well and I delivered a healthy baby and I was healthy, but I just felt like I could have had such a better experience. And I really, I put some of it on myself because I let the fear kind of take over. But in that moment, I realized I would have benefited so much from a doula, mm-hmm. from having someone there who knew what my plan was, who knew me and cared about me, but wasn't super attached to me. Like, you know, your spouse or sometimes people have like their moms or a best friend involved and those people can be great supportive partners but they love you like and they'll do anything for you so in the moment when you're like give me the meds like give me the epidural like help me now like they will do whatever you say because they love you and they just want to see you out of pain where a doula is more of like a neutral party who's like i know this is normal the pain you're in and it stinks like it's intense but let's get through it together. Let's work through it. Let's try different positions. Let's get you in the bathtub. Let's talk about how we can relieve your pain naturally before we step into something else. Um, and that's just kind of there to honor my plan, to honor me, but also not to give in super, like, like a significant other would. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had my daughter and I just did not want to go back to work. It's like, this is, I can't do this. Like, I, my life is completely different now. Mm-hmm. I can't see myself going back into that and again, serving that community or serving myself. So um, my husband and I decided I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. And during that time, I was trying to figure out what I could do because I felt like I was meant for so much more. Yeah. So I just had like an epiphany one night, like, oh my gosh, I could, I could be a doula. I could so do this. I can support women. I can, I have an experience of knowing a lot about birth, but just not being able to follow through with everything that I wanted to because we're human and birth is intense. And so I told my husband, I'm, I want to do this. I want to, I want to see what this could be. And so in June of 2020, I got my training, completed that and started up my business. Wow. And it's been great. I've been loving every minute of it. I love helping women. I love people reaching out and asking me for advice. It's just been absolutely everything I thought it would be. Yeah. So. That's real cool. I think yeah. you touched on a couple of things that I want to circle back to um, sure. quickly, but I think the, the first thing that you said is like your calling, like it's weird. Cause I, I felt the same way with mm-hmm. what I was doing prior to us starting our own business. And it's weird, isn't it? Like, when you have, when you're doing something, you love it, like you're passionate about it, but you just don't feel like it's the true calling. Like I never really understood what people meant by that until I felt it. And then like you feel it and there's no going back from that. No, you're like, and it's like this crazy giddiness that you feel. It's like, I remember feeling so happy, like the major butterflies in my stomach, like this is it. Like this is totally what I want to do. 
and I meant for it. Like my whole life, I've been work up to this point. So right. I totally get what you're talking about. It is a very fun feeling to be called to something and then feel like that's this is it. This is what I want to do. Yeah, and then you start doing it, and then it's like everything aligns, and it's like, uh-huh. oh yeah, like this is it. There ain't no going back. Absolutely, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, the other thing I thought was really interesting, and I think it's probably a segue to. Um, more information that you can give us is you said you didn't feel prepared. Like some of it was, I mean, you said some of it probably could have been fell on you or whatnot, but I think that statement is really interesting because from my understanding, that's exactly what doulas can do for you. Um, So can you explain a little bit more about what you meant by you didn't feel prepared and then how what you do for people um, helps that? Yeah. So I mean, personally, when it came to my own birth, I thought about what I wanted it to look like, but it was more like a thought. It wasn't really like a plan, like where I was like, I wrote some things down and had some ideas and I told the people I loved who were going to be there for it, that that was what I wanted. But I feel like the most unprepared thing I was, was the mental aspect. Like I could, you can write a plan all you want. You Mm -hmm. can, I mean, it's like training for a marathon. You can't go run a marathon if you haven't practiced, if you haven't ran, if you haven't put the work in. I mean, it takes time, it takes effort, and it's like kind of a mental shift that you have to take. And for me, I'm a little bit more prone to the anxiety part of it. And so I knew that was something I needed to work on and I didn't, that wasn't where I put the work in. And so as a doula, your job is to help somebody plan out what they want their label to look like. Like, this is great. Like this, I'm glad this is what you want. Like, how can I help you here? I will help facilitate this during your labor but you have to do that work too and that's where I help too like let's do some meditation let's help you figure out like talk to me about what's going on what what, what anxieties do you have how can I relieve some of that um you know whether it's helping someone figure out what makes them feel good mentally so is it going for a run is it getting outside is it praying is it journaling is it taking some time alone and then helping them kind of take that time for themselves too so Mm -hmm. make sure you do that prep work you envision your baby coming out you envision your plan going exactly the way you thought it was going to go and you know we can't promise everything like birth is unexpected it's not predictable and things can happen but at least you've prepped your mind for those experiences like either it's going to go exactly the way you want it to or something's going to come up and if it does we'll handle it it's not a big deal and that's like, as a doula, you're kind of there to remind that person when their mind goes back to that place of being like, oh my gosh, like this is scary. I don't know what to do. You gently remind them, hey, we've talked about this. Like, let's, you know, have a be like. <laughs> see that flying around. It looked like you were smacking I'm the like, screen. Get away. <laughs> I, I could see your attention slowly leaving what you were like, saying and being more oh, towards that bee. <laughs> For those that can't see, she had a bee flying in front of her screen. Oh my gosh, I was like, get out of here. (laughs) I could see that happening. (laughs) Yes, but, you know, that's like our job is to help you kind of all that work that you did mentally. We're there to just do those gentle reminders. Hey, like, like, let's calm your mind. Take deep breaths. Like, um, you know, pray if you need to listen to a song, get into your zone, help you get into that mental mindset so that can let your birth unfold the way you want it to um and again like i said nothing's promised but i do think one of the huge keys of planning for your birth is getting your head space right i would say that birth is 90 percent what's going on in your head and 10 percent what's physically happening to you 
And we know that when we focus on pain, it leads to tension, tension and pain. There's a whole cycle with that. And so your mind's not in that place. You're going to be tense. You're going to be like nervous. And then the pain comes and it's just this vicious cycle. So if we can keep that mindset nice and calm, rolling with those contractions, surrendering to, okay, this is happening to me. There's nothing I can do about it. Just got to roll with it. So letting them know that this contraction is coming and there's ride that like a wave and then it'll go down. You get a nice break. And then, you know, keeping up with that. So I feel like that is the prep work I could have really benefited from mm-hmm. um, was just that anxiety piece and really having someone gently calm me down and say, hey, you know, you're okay. You're do- this is normal what you're feeling. Like there is no rush, things like that, where, you know, in the hospital, they, there's a system and it's no one's fault of it, like that, that. That's how it goes. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's often like, hey, don't feel guilty if you want the epidural. It's like, that wasn't my plan though. You know, I wanted to, um, I wanted to have a natural labor, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I, it's just, and they know that too, but it's easier for them to just give in to you as well. So yeah, it was and, a little um, bit more like your coach. Okay. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. that's perfect. And you know, we probably sh- maybe should have done this earlier, but you just said do as your coach. Explain what exactly a doula is and how they kind of fit into the team atmosphere um, of someone that is pregnant. Yeah, absolutely. So a doula is there, like I just said, like your coach. They're there to help educate you about pregnancy, about birth. They're there to help you devise a birth plan for what specifically you want, talking about all different aspects of birth. A lot of things people don't know come up or, you know, things that doctors might recommend or what's going to happen after baby's born, you know, your first pediatrician visit, all that kind of stuff to get prepared for it. Um, And then they're there to help your birth plan unfold the way you asked it to. So um, reminding them like, hey, you want to try XYZ before you revert to an epidural. So I'm going to make sure that that happens for you. Or it's just gently calming them, holding their hand, helping them with comfort measures to get them in a comfortable place during labor. Um, doulas do not catch babies. We don't deliver them. That's um, a midwife's job or your OB's job. We physically cannot catch a baby. Um, We are there for the supportive role to help you keep on track, help you ride those contractions out, help you with comfort measures. And one of the bigger things is to be a support to your significant other or the other people in your team. I mean, we often think of birth happening to the woman because it's right. happening to her physically, but it's happening to the husband or the partner as well. So it's my job to be there and say like, hey, she, you know, she's telling you she's dying. She's not. I promise. <laughs> um, everything is fine. Um, or just telling them, hey, you want to go take a break? Like you've been with her for a long time. Um, go get something to eat. I'll take over for you. Or just taking them, stepping aside, being like, it's OK. Like everything that's going on is normal. Just educating them on what's happening during the birth so they're not afraid or worried and their birth can just they can worry about birth specifically and nothing else that's going around so if that makes sense yeah um i do want to say too that doulas do not take away from the supportive role of a significant other Mm -hmm. or someone else on your birth team there they play an essential role as well they just enhance that they're just there to help facilitate a really strong team community there during birth and to help support everybody um so yeah it's you totally still need the supportive role of your significant other or a mother or best friend or whoever is there to support them 
in that yeah. moment. Well, and I, th- I think that goes back to what you had said earlier is that, like, if you want something specific, you know, your family's going to be there. But once they start seeing you in pain, they might give up easier and start to be like, just take this, get the epidural, do this or that, even though you don't want to. Whereas a doula, you know, like you said, they're more neutral and they can help. I, I think ed- the educational piece that doulas can provide is invaluable throughout the entire process and i think that's where the big benefit is um especially like i think about myself when erica's pregnant if and when that happens like throughout that whole process this is going to sound super selfish but like she's going to be way stronger than i am (laughs) like (laughs) one of my biggest fears is her going through all of that and me not being like the best support or just having my own concerns about her but it just comes out differently and i think having like a doula that is literally there knows the process knows the steps knows what to watch for can explain things i mean that's what that's what's up that's yeah that's 100 percent valuable yeah so like we're recording right now i mean we just had a technical glitch i mean it's basically all that that happened so we'll just keep rolling with it um but you were talking about the education side of things um i think i lost you when you were talking about like I had just brought up my worries and you're talking about educating um, not only the, the female, but also like myself. Yeah. I think I was talking about um, a client I've had too with her husband. He's really nervous about the birth part and um, like what happens if she were to tear yeah. and I, it was like causing a lot of anxiety for him. So I, I made sure to sit down and say, Hey, like mm. this is what that looks like. And that it's it's normal to tear and it's okay if she does and that's just part of the process and like what happens like let's play the what if game like the worst case scenario let's mm. talk about that and figure I hate out that game i know it's always good to prepare for it but what if sometimes makes us feel like oh okay like maybe it won't be that bad or we'll just get through it you know so um educating on that like when they have questions because i feel like it's all brand new to the men too and a lot mm-hmm. of questions come up with men, too, on how to support her after. Um, right. They worry about what happens when the baby comes, especially when things get closer. Like, what do I do? How can I support her? Like, what do I know to look for? And that I love those conversations, especially about postpartum, because there's so much we don't talk about with postpartum and, you know, what men can look out for with their wife and, um, you know, signs of postpartum depression or just needing some help or does she need extra support with lactation and maybe a lot of times moms her hormones are going crazy after and we don't feel like comfortable asking for support too because we feel like we should be able to do it all but that Mm -hmm. is the time you're going to need it the most so educating the men about stepping in and taking over when you noticed some signs from your wife is also part of the process too i bet that's got to be a big one Mm -hmm. um i know that you one of your is your correct me if i'm wrong one of your biggest interests is kind of that postpartum yes aspect yep correct yep so can you tell us a little bit more about um maybe the whys and and uh a little bit more just about postpartum it's the word stuff (laughs) stuff that goes on yeah yeah absolutely um my interest with postpartum came up because of my own experience because you prepare so much for this big labor event the baby coming you're, pre- you're preparing for delivery this whole time you're pregnant and then we forget oh yeah the baby comes then what and that's the time where you're like 
I mean, you've just had a baby. Your hormones go crazy. Like you go from pregnant to not pregnant in a second and your hormones immediately start fluctuating. And then your, you know, your milk is coming in and that's really overwhelming. Feeding the baby, the weight gain of the baby, all that stuff can be kind of overwhelming and we don't prep for it and we don't talk about it or just strange things that happen to the woman after she has a baby, you know, night sweats or random things that come up that nobody talks about. Um, I just feel like there should be more conversation about that and making women feel normal. Like all of the stuff you're experiencing is normal. And then what to look out for that's not normal. Like, for example, the postpartum depression, keeping your eye out for that, knowing when to ask for help or telling the significant other to watch out for signs of those things. But the other part is the nutrition aspect because I feel like we forget about that and our bodies need a lot of extra love after we have a baby. And one of my huge passions and something I've built into my business is the nutrition aspect of how to support women with nutrition during their pregnancy and trying to conceive. Um, you know, the essential part of eating certain things to help increase your odds of being pregnant, pregnancy, how to support yourself during each trimester and then postpartum. And a lot of the postpartum nutrition is refueling your body with healthy, nourishing things that's going to get your body back on track and to help nourish your baby. Because if you're breastfeeding, you want to be putting good stuff back in. Your baby's getting whatever you're taking in. Um, so I like to talk a lot about that because I feel like it really helps ease that process along. And there's so many people out there that are like, oh, you know, Let's start a meal train, and so you're getting like the lasagna and the casseroles and all that stuff is amazing. And of course, eat it. It's good. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> all that stuff is great, but it would be nice to have someone who's like, "Hey, I'm gonna bring you a really nourishing smoothie that's full, chock full of amazing things. It's gonna make you feel really good." Or an elixir, something to help you know, especially in those cooler months and then the warmer months. Adjusting the food based off of what's going on with the season is something else I am passionate about, especially with postpartum. Um, bringing them just a healthy nourishing like rice bowl or quinoa bowl to just give them some things back with vegetables and um i feel like that can really make your postpartum experience so much better when you're just refueling with really awesome things because your body needs is doing a lot of healing after you've had a baby for sure what are um some of those signs of postpartum depression um, okay, so you might notice a lot of crying, um, you know, that's seemingly coming out of nowhere. But I mean, that's often just the case with postpartum is the crying. But usually the crying is, it doesn't like last forever. And it comes and goes like in these weird waves. Like you might notice crying when they're happy, just like looking at their babies, making them cry. This is yeah. a different kind of cry. It's more of like a depressive cry. Um, shutting down, not wanting to talk, seeming like they are almost going a little manic, like they're not connecting emotionally with you um it's normal to not connect with your baby right away um a lot of women worry about that but that's a mm -hmm. very normal thing but i feel like if it's more of a refusal to be around the baby um a refusal to connect with the baby maybe wanting to be alone sleeping a lot um or just overall seeming very depressed unlike themselves um then i would say that is the time i would say that your significant other or some other close family member would reach out to either whoever their practitioner was or their doula and say, Hey, like, I think there's something going on here. Would you want, can you come over and talk with her? Or, you know, I'm going to tell you what's going on. What would you, what would be your advice be? Okay. So just looking out for those things, um, those yeah. some of the signs I think that would come up. Okay. Next. So 
So doulas don't just work with them during the pregnancy, huh? No. Yeah, no. they definitely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They're there. I would say like a doula kind of becomes your family member after mm-hmm. you build this really intimate relationship with them. Um, you know, birth is a super intimate experience. And so allowing someone to be part of that, you're automatically going to bond differently with that person than you would anyone else. So yeah. we're there for you through whatever you need. I don't think I've ever heard of a doula refusing to help somebody when they need it. So they're there for you through it all. I mean, even during those stuff, like toddler stages when they're like, hey, what did you do? Or do you have any tips? <laughs> like, hey, that's what we're there for. So we're friends. You can text, you can call, you can, you can be friends on Facebook. And we can just be part of that journey together, which is the other awesome thing. You're just adding an, an awesome addition to your, your family. All right. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so when someone wants to work with you, what does that process look like? Like they, they reach out, they're interested, and then you guys decide to move forward. What can people expect when, you know, giving you a call and wanting to bring you on as their doula? Yeah, so um, typically someone will just reach out to me either through my website or my social media page or someone they know that knows me. Mm-hmm. We'll set up a consultation. We'll figure out, hey, am I a right, the right fit for you? Um, because to be honest, not every doula is meant for every person. And yeah. so if I'm not the right doula for you, then I'm going to connect you with a doula that I think would be better for you. And then we talk about our first visit. We usually have either two to three visits in person that are anywhere between two and three hours. And then we, wow. we talk about, yeah, I mean, I want to get to know this person. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's yeah. pretty important. <laughs> yeah. So um, we usually like our first meeting is talking about any questions they might have. We usually talk about planning your birth plan. The second meeting is talking about how to support you for the comfort measures. What, like, how, how am I going to get you through your birth plan? And then mm-hmm. again, any questions that come up. And then the last meeting is typically, all right, labor is coming. What to expect? When do you want to call me? What to look out for? How to time contractions? Um, you know, the couple of days leading up to labor, what you might want to be aware of, and then the birth, and then I'm there for the birth. So um, I will never, and I'll say this too, and maybe it's not great for my business either, but I will never <laughs> refuse an extra visit from somebody. Um, if they are like, hey, I really need you, um, we, the money thing will work around it, but it's, I mean, I will absolutely see anyone anytime they want to see me. And I will answer a text whenever someone wants to chat with me too. Again, I'm not going to answer a text in the middle of the night, but of course I will, if somebody needs me at any point, I will absolutely step aside and call you or take time to chat with you. I want to be as available to you as you need me to be. So again, I'll never refuse a visit, but typically I'm like two to three visits with somebody before baby's born. Okay, Mm -hmm. nice. And then, I mean, you, you work with them throughout the entire process mm-hmm. right yep that's correct it can start I mean, whenever though i mean if you okay. were halfway through your pregnancy and said oh gosh i really feel like i could benefit from a doula absolutely call me um i there is no time that's too late and it could be hey i'm a week away from my due date and i really need extra support i'm going to bring someone on then we just prorate your costs or whatever and we talk about that and i get to know you and then i'm there so i don't there's never it's never too late to hmm. call me it's never too early. I, I would, I've taken people on who are like, Hey, I'm trying to get pregnant, um, in the next month. And I really want to work with you. And then you start chatting then. Nice. And work from the beginning. That's really cool. Um, I mean, that's, I, I think that's just the biggest value I think is just outside of everything else. 
again, just the educational side that you can bring in, like being able to talk to somebody who's neutral and looking out, everybody's looking out for your best interest when you're pregnant and stuff like that. But again, emotions can run high. And I, I can't get over the fact that how beneficial that is um, to have somebody looking out that's going to follow through with you, being able to talk you through the entire process from like, regardless if you start as you're pregnant or halfway through, I just, there's no, it's so invaluable. And I, I believe so. I mean, it's an invaluable thing that you can add. I like, I heard this quote somewhere and now I just like stuck with me is mm-hmm. you, there are a lot of memories that you have that come and go, but birth, your, your birth is never something you're going to forget. And so why not try to make that experience the best experience you can be? So that memory is something to look on and it's a fond memory. It's a happy memory. It's a joyful memory. Or you knew you did everything you could, or you're like, even though my birth didn't go great, I still had that support. I still had someone there to help me through it, and it ended up being okay. So I just think that's an invaluable thing to give to yourself, to have a fond memory of your birth. Yeah, it, it all is. I just, and so there's obviously a team of people, and, and you had mentioned before that doulas don't like catch the baby. So how do you, so there's a team. Mm-hmm. How do you all fill your roles together? Because um, obviously it's all um, in the best interest of the mom. So how does how does everybody fit? What are all the pieces of the puzzle? So um, I, if just a typical team is usually either the midwife or the OB, mm-hmm. and then mom and dad, and sometimes there's usually another supportive person. So my job, as far as like when the baby is coming, is to be there to support the mom and tell her what's going on. Okay, like, or if something confusing is coming up, all right, well, this is what's happening. This is why the doctor is doing this. This is why your midwife is doing this. And um, we all just kind of work together, Um, especially like, I feel like maybe more so with a midwife than an OB, you would have more of a relationship with them and you might have more of a conversation going um, to talk about what's in the best interest of the mom at the time. So just working together, communicating really well. Um, I I try to get to know the midwives or the OB that is with that person. So that way they know me and I'm not some stranger that just came into their their space. Uh, So that way we can have a really good working relationship, have great communication, talk about their birth plan so all parties know what's going on and what to expect, what mom wants, and then just working together on that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's so important to have a team. We say it all the time is that, you know, multiple people working together for the good of one person is always the way to go. And Absolutely. you touched on a huge part. I mean, communication. I can't even imagine something as significant as birthing a child and <laughs> making sure all parties are on the same page. That's got to be difficult. Oh, yeah. Um, it can be. It can be difficult. But ultimately, I guess I, where my focus is, is I'm there to support mom. I'm there to support mom and I will, I obviously will work very well with anyone, but my job is to, you know, educate her on what's going on, communicate with her what's going on and, um, you know, partner what's going on and then working with the midwives being like, how can I help you? How can I assist you during this time? How can I educate her? How can I calm her down? What's going on that way? Or maybe the midwives want to tell me something or the OB is like, okay, this is what's going on. Like maybe you could be the one that shares this with her that way. It just comes off a little better and less scary. So, mm-hmm. you know, that can happen sometimes too. And we all just work together. And again, like you said, communication is just so important. That way we all can work together and figure out how we can best serve this mom and the baby. How can we serve oh, this yeah. baby? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> we haven't yeah. talked about the baby at all. <laughs> Let's get this baby happy too. <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all really. It all sounds really awesome. I mean, I just again the experience of going through it, the education that can be provided, that someone's always in your corner, that's going to look out, even when tensions and emotions I, are probably through the roof. I, I mean. I haven't gone through it. <laughs> um, well, you can yet, call me when you but, go through it. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I just think it's so much value that I, I'm, there's no way we don't. I, I just think there's no way we don't. And I would think most people would feel that way if they, education's big for public, I'm sure. Doula's, I don't know. What, what does the doula educational, like, in the community look like? Is it is the profession becoming more known or it is it's becoming more well known, but I'll be very honest. There's a lot of work that needs to be done as far as educating around birth in the birth world, Um, especially where we live in, you know, Wisconsin is not a um, it's not as modern as some other areas, too. So I feel like there's a lot of talk, a lot of educating that can be done. But that's what's amazing about having a community like this, like you and me, just talking about this in itself. Right. I am educating the community that's going to be listening to this, mm-hmm. or just trying to connect with other community members, like the chiropractors in the area that I know, focused around birth and families, and educating them so that they can be like, "Hey, I have this awesome duo that you like would be great for you." That way, we can all just work together as a team. I feel like that's the most important part. Is like all of us in this community who have the same interest in mind we work together to help educate and that's how this how this spreads out so um yeah I, I appreciate being able to do this because it helps me educate and I feel like there's a lot of talk around birth that needs to be mm-hmm. had and education around birth that needs to be had yeah I feel like that's almost an uncomfortable conversation at times like because mm-hmm. I, I mean it's not a probably a pretty again I don't know I'm just spitballing but I can't imagine it's a pretty thing to go through um i mean it is in a way like that could be skewed one way right. but you know what i mean i totally get what you mean you're I, shaking you never, your head i i, I, I get it <laughs> i think it's just hard because you don't want to step on anyone's toes you don't want to make yeah. anyone feel like what they're doing is wrong or inferior to how you're doing it or like the education you're doing it's not that it's more of like let's all work together let's all work together to create a better birth experience for for women in this country and I feel like if we could all get on the same page and come to like that same conclusion, it might be better. But I feel like oftentimes it comes off as, well, you're telling, trying to tell me that what I'm doing is wrong or like I'm the problem when really it's just like, hey, let's just like all have this like really educated, educational conversation about it, how we can all work together to support everyone. So, yes, it, is, it can be tough, but it's also it's necessary for change. Yeah, so, right. Mm-hmm. Well, we deal with it as well. I mean. There's so many people that think there's competition and stepping on toes and doing this and that. And it's like, why can't we all, there's areas of extra expertise for a reason, right? Because everybody has their specific area and we can all work together for the good of one person. Mm -hmm. There doesn't have to be all this pissing match back and forth. It's, It's just, it's a shame when that does happen because you know who suffers the most is that one person that everybody wants to help so bad. Mm hmm absolutely and we're 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 getting there um you know as as a state i feel like things are starting mm-hmm. to change and everyone, sure. and people are getting more educated and 
I think the most important thing is that like in my trying to educate I never come off as like my way is the better way my way is like this way it's just like I want to be part of this world I want to serve women I want to serve babies too I'm I want to help this process be a positive experience and I want to work with whoever's willing to be with me on that so right that's awesome that's awesome what else um do you want us to know about you and your uh practice I feel like we covered a lot there was one question that I wanted to ask and I just can't remember. You know, the whole glitch thing kind yep. of threw me off. No problem. <laughs> um, I think the only thing that, like, what sets me apart, I think, a little bit from maybe some of the other community, and I don't know for sure, but is my, I do have a really high focus on nutrition um, and nourishment and educating around how to nourish yourself, make yourself feel good, how to have a healthy pregnancy where you feel vibrant. I mean, there is ups and downs of pregnancy where you feel really tired, really fatigued, but I want to help you through that with food. I believe food is medicine. I believe it can heal. Um, I believe it can do a lot for us. It was put on our planet for a reason, so it's not by mistake. But yeah, I, feel right. like, <laughs> I feel like if we can work with nature and fuel our body with it, then there's going to be some awesome outcomes from that. And I think what a better way to talk about that and then include it in my my pregnancy work in my birth work that's mm-hmm. a really vital part of having a healthy pregnancy yeah i mean it's incredibly important for everybody to eat good food but then when you're basically eating for two and i mean there's so many changes happening in such a short period of time i can only imagine how much more important the food intake becomes yeah absolutely and i never want to shame anyone for feeling mm-hmm. like, oh, I just really want to eat some mac and cheese today. Well, absolutely. Like, eat the mac. Fine, eat the mac and cheese. Like, go for <laughs> right. it. I'm saying it's more of a balance. And how can I help you include some of those things into your pregnancy? And maybe it's like, oh, I used to love salads and I hate them now. But I want to eat well. I want to eat the greens. Okay, well, let's talk about how we can get those greens in and make them taste better for you. That way you're getting that nourishment. Your baby's getting that nourishment. And you're overall feeling better. And then you don't feel so guilty about eating that mac and cheese if you want to eat it. So, again, like, honor your body. Listen to your body, what it needs. Be intuitive. And I'm not saying never splurge on anything. Absolutely do that. But um, it's more about a balance and how I can help add those nourishing things in. Hmm. What are some of the, um, like, vitamins and nourishment that change throughout the pregnancy that from your experience well you absolutely need more iron and protein and stuff during your pregnancy because your body um oftentimes anemia can be an issue during pregnancy and so getting those leafy grain vegetables in or eating grass-fed meats um red meats that mm-hmm. are going to give you high levels of iron not only is it going to help prevent fatigue because oftentimes that's what happens during pregnancy is your body is pumping a significantly larger amount of blood through your body is just preventing the fatigue but also um we worry about iron deficiency when it comes to labor and delivery with a hemorrhage. Like if you were to lose blood, we don't want you having some sort of complication for that. Um, as far as vitamins that go to help support baby and you, um, I would say getting a really good omega-3 vitamin in is super awesome for baby brain development, but it's also going to be great for you too. It's good for your skin. Um, so women worry about like skin elasticity and stretch marks. Anything with those omegas, those oils are going to help your like skin elasticity, and so it's going to prevent some of those things from happening. Um, 
I would highly, highly, highly recommend a B12 supplement. Um, that's awesome for those neural tubal defects that happen early on in pregnancy. So um, that's why do doctors want you to take like the folic acid or folate. Yeah. Um, but B12 is like supercharger there and it's going to do a lot of that heavy lifting for you. Um, it's also going to prevent any nausea or morning sickness that you have. So it can help significantly take your B vitamins. Those B vitamins are just important across the board. Mm -hmm. They're, I mean, they're essential for sure. Yeah. Um, vitamin D supporting your, your immune system during that time. Um, your immune system is very compromised during pregnancy because your body prioritizes the baby over you. Um, so I remember a doctor saying to me once, like, don't worry about the baby. They'll take whatever they need from you. It's you. <laughs> You're not going to feel good. So let's support you and your um, immune system by getting a really great vitamin D supplement in. I usually recommend like the spray ones or the drops just because they don't go through your digestive system. They go right into your bloodstream. So you're getting it right away. Otherwise you kind of miss part of it because your digestive system breaks it down. With the capsules. Yes. Then you don't absorb it as much. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of any other. What about afterwards? Um, Just anything and everything or how does that work? Yeah. I mean, I would continue taking those same things. The B12 supplement is going to keep helping you out during that time. The vitamin D is going to be awesome. Um, and also you can start giving that to your baby. Doctors will often recommend that. Hmm. So a little tip I have for moms for getting baby's um, immune system up is spraying it on your breast when you're breastfeeding, and then they can get it from just nursing off of you. Interesting. That makes uh, sense. Probiotics. Awesome. I, that's another one. Take a good probiotic during your pregnancy and postpartum. That probiotics me awesome for your pregnancy, just for your gut health, but also when the baby comes out, they get really beneficial bacteria from the vaginal canal. So anything that you've been doing, any good bacteria you've been putting into your body, your baby's going to get absorbed onto them, which is an awesome benefit of delivering a baby. Um, I'm just trying to think of like foods in general, but I'm kind of Oh, you've given us plenty. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've covered plenty. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can always help with that if people are curious about it or helping them find a really great supplement that they can take to support their body. But then, um, I also kind of recommend placenta encapsulation. I know that's a little bit of a taboo topic, but um, I think it can be really beneficial to re-nourishing your body after you've had a baby. It can help your milk supply. And it, it's said to help. There's not a ton of research around it yet because, again, it's kind of like a weird taboo topic. People think mm -hmm. about eating their organs. Um, is that it can help prevent postpartum depression. So it can help stabilize your hormones better. So if anyone's ever interested in that, I can always help them navigate around there, find someone who can do it for them, and educate about what it looks like. So yeah, yeah. I was I was just gonna say you. I mean, you touched you you hit it, but I was gonna say, can you explain what that is, just for if people didn't know like the exact verbiage? But yeah, I mean, it is eating the placenta, correct? Yep. Yeah. So the, basically, the, di the dehydrating part is they just you would deliver your placenta just like you would your baby, and then they keep it for you. And then within a certain time period, you'd have a, someone who professionally encapsulates placentas, dehydrate it for you, and put it into a capsule form, and then you can ingest it that way. So um, you can also find someone who will add extra to it. They'll put like sprouts or something in it, or add some greenery in there, so that way you're actually getting a little extra besides placenta. Interesting. Yeah, your placenta nourishes your baby your whole pregnancy. It's got to have some amazing benefits in there. So I believe it. I mean. Mm -hmm. 
I've heard that in the, before, and mm-hmm. like I don't think there should be any. I mean, I, I can kind of understand why people are like kind of weird about it. <laughs> like, because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you gotta if it's a okay, you have to imagine the nutritional benefits mm-hmm. from it. Yeah, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Might as well try it, right? <laughs> so I think my husband was like, okay, of the, all of the things you've talked about through your whole pregnancy, that's the most disgusting thing you've ever said. <laughs> I like, hey, you're not the one that has to do it. I'm, I'm the one that does it. So. <laughs> right. Right, yeah. I don't, I mean, I can talk about it, but I don't know if, I, if it was put in front of me how I would feel. If you're yeah. like, okay, well, how can we spruce this up a little bit? <laughs> put some hot sauce on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's Any funny. kind of good seasoning but yeah yeah i mean i've I've heard that in the past but um i think that is super interesting and i think the nutritional aspect um obviously incredibly important the fact that you intertwine that so much um with people that you work with through your business is is huge yeah i love it like i mean i had a passion you can tell yeah Yeah. i have passion for both so why not weave it together so exactly yeah i mean it's all for the good of the of who you're working with you know the moms Mm -hmm. you work with that's that's who benefits the most from it. So yeah, if you've got the background and the drive and the love to do it, go at it. Yeah, I love it. I love everything about it. It's been an awesome experience. Is, so yeah, that is good. That is super cool. Anything else? I mean, that's the nutrition is. That was good. That was the question. Yeah, that I wanted to circle back to. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I love talking about it. Love helping support women. I feel like a lot of people are just unsure. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just helping support and talk about that and, you know, or it's like, I don't want to eat that. Um, like I hate eating it. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about a different option for you. Or I, I really right. don't like this. Okay. Well, let's talk about how we can add it in, in a different way. That's fun. Or that mm-hmm. doesn't taste so gross to you. So, right. Yeah. Nice. Fun for me. Awesome. I bet. I mean, like I said, you can tell just by talking, I know we had talked a little earlier and then. Uh, maybe I should start recording the videos too, because <laughs> it says a lot about, I mean, you get the hand gestures, you get the facial expressions, and you can just tell that the true passion for what you do is very evident. Well, thank you. For sure. Um, all right. If I can't think of any other questions, we've, you've answered all of them, yeah. but I mean, this is the Alexa spotlight. So <laughs> I got questions for you. More okay. of them. All right. So, uh, what's your favorite health-related book? Um, so I thought about this one for a while nice. because I have there, a lot. So many out there. Yeah, yeah I so have a lot. Out. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to focus this one on pregnancy because I have some nutrition books oh, nice. that I love about pregnancy. So I have the first 40 days. It's called. Okay. Um, it's the essential art of nourishing the new mother. It's written by Hang Ao, and it talks about how to plan for birth, after birth. And then the first 40 days after. So um, so it's the yeah, before birth planning, during birth planning, and then after birth planning for nutrition. So it's talking about how you can prepare your oh, body nice. for like setting up the scenery for your birth, how to support your body with nourishing stuff during labor. Because there's not a lot of talk about that either. People think they can't eat while they're in labor. But you totally mm-hmm. can. You should. Um, and then how to support your body with nourishment after. It's an awesome book beautiful the recipes are delicious and super easy so i love that book for nice. mom's after mm-hmm. cool awesome i've never i haven't heard of that one yeah and i didn't I, i'll be honest i didn't i guess in labor 
you have to eat. It just makes sense when you think about it. I never really thought about that. Yeah, I mean, there's... <laughs> That's and, that crossed my mind. People think that they can't, and in the hospital, they don't like you to, just in case there was an emergency, but mm. um, you totally should. I think there's a lot of really awesome ideas that they have for moms for helping them during labor. You want to have energy to push, so you need to feel. Yeah. I love that, makes, that book. Makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite health-related activity to do in the GB area? Um, so my family and I love being outside. Um, as you can see, I'm I was going to say you're sitting outside right we, now. <laughs> we have an awesome backyard, so I like to be out here as much as I can. Um, but we, we recently have started bike riding with our daughter. Okay. We had a little trailer for her, and we are really close to the East River Trail. It's just okay. right down the street from our house, so we like to hop on there and take bike rides with our daughter. Uh, we haven't been able to use the trail until this summer. For the past two years, it was completely flooded. So really? now we're like, hey, like this is awesome. So we try to get out there as much as we can. Nice. We love that trail. It's beautiful. Everybody keeps talking about the trails. And mm -hmm. I mean, I've been up here for maybe four years this summer, but not something we've ever done. We've yeah. never gone to the trail. Take our dogs to the trails. Mm -hmm. Haven't done that. Yeah, you should do it. East River is awesome. Um, there's some fun little pieces to stop and it's super fun. We really enjoy nice. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. Um, and then lastly, what's one piece of advice that you would give to someone that is looking to uh, improve their health or just lifestyle, you know? Yeah. Well, it can be overwhelming. So my advice is to start small mm -hmm. and to make little changes and work up to bigger changes over time because those small little things can make a long-term impact. So any little thing that you do, pat yourself on the back because it's, it's something better than nothing. 100%. Mm -hmm. I think that's... Some of the best advice that people can get mm -hmm. um and even that people can apply into their own lives like just you you hit it spot on those small consistent wins every day day in and day out for a long period of time yeah huge yeah they go to support you some way it's making lasting impact so don't don't overcomplicate it awesome yeah. perfect well where can people go if they want to contact you uh website social media pages what you got so my website is um, guidedlightbirthing.com. Pretty simple. Just my, my business name right in there. Nice. And then it has information about my services, how you can get a hold of me, um, about me a little bit. So if you want to contact me there about interest in having me as your doula. Otherwise, I'm on Instagram um, at guidedlight. It's just guided.light is my page. Okay. And then um, I have a Facebook page, too, for my business, but I'm not on there as often. I'm usually on my Instagram more, but you could Insta. still try to get me on Facebook as well. Okay. So hit yeah. up the gram, though, if they want to. Yeah, that's where I, use, that's where I spend most of my time. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, Alexa, thank you again Yeah. for coming on. Um, very insightful into a profession that I think needs more education for the public. So I'm glad that we were able to talk about it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate that. Absolutely. And as always, guys, we will uh, talk to you next time. If you would like more information about one of our guests or us at Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, just send us an email at info at mvmt-rehab.com. That's info at movement-rehab.com.